All right, everybody, welcome uh, to today's episode. Uh, today, my next guest is Casey. I don't know what. Before I ask, or before I say your name, and I don't want to mess it up, I'll let you say it, your name and rank um, and service. Yeah, Name's Casey Ondal. I did nine and a half years, United States Navy, uh, Naval Flight Officer, uh, E-2 Hawkeye Community. So uh, just an awesome, awesome time and excited to share these stories today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. my first uh, guest who's an officer. So. <laughs> I don't, don't hold it against me too much. I, I was one of the good ones. <laughs> that's, yet, that's yet to be the truth. <laughs> no. yeah, we'll find out. Um, so let's start off with uh, where you were born and raised. Yeah. Born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, moved around the Midwest. And, and so the, the interesting part there is my dad was in the Navy. Okay. But he was a reservist. He just moved for his, you know, civilian job. Um, you know, a lot of people assume dad being in the Navy, moving around a lot. I was, you know, like a a brat, brat, Navy brat, but wasn't the case, uh, is, you know, but you know, I think my dad had it ingrained in him, like being mobile is part of being, you know, in the military, right? You, you don't get too comfortable after two or three years. You just, you know, you're used to moving. So I think that was kind of, ingrained in him and i got to move around a lot and uh that was pretty cool so, as a, as, so you were born in st louis but yeah. you moved around a lot because of yeah a couple because, times yeah because of your dad's job and uh you know but wound up back in st louis um so you know winding road right back to where i was born and that's where i graduated high school before uh joining and going to college really. okay yeah so yeah uh, being an officer you had to do college first so yeah. was it college or what what kind of how did that so, lead to I, I'll tell I, the academy folks, Marines or Navy, they, they just did it wrong, right? I went ROTC, so um, had fun. That that was a good time. You're a normal college student. You get to uh, you know live a normal life. You know, it's not, I feel like so what's, what's the what's the difference if you're going? Because uh, I don't, I have, I don't yeah. know. You know, what's the difference with going to ROTC or what are the other paths that people so, can do to uh, go? Uh, great question, man. Yeah, uh, there's the academy path where you know, just like the movies, or you, you probably met academy officers yeah. and ROTC officers and OCS officers, and you're and when when you served too. So, yeah. um, that the the main, yeah, you know, I'd say not the main path, but the academy path is pretty common. Um, yeah, you know, obviously you it's a great a school. I guess you hear that a lot in in and it, you know, bad reference, but like movies and stuff. Oh, I'm in the I went to the academy, or yeah. somebody they're going to like. The Naval Academy. Yeah. That's what they're referencing. Is exactly. The academy. You got it. Yeah, Naval okay. Academy in Annapolis. So then, in Annapolis. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Maryland. Annapolis, Maryland. Yep. So then there's that, and then you did ROTC. Yep. Uh, it's, it's uh, you could either be on scholarship, if you're fortunate enough to be on scholarship, you could also like pay your own way and, and just join, they call it a college programmer. Okay. Um, so, so not every ROTC midshipman, uh, is getting a free college degree. I mean, they're some a lot of them are paying for it themselves, and and but they still you, you get the same commission as an academy guy when okay. you get out. You know, we're both you know second lieutenants or ensigns in our case. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's not as as uh, strict or because you're? I mean, it's ROTC. It's not the Naval Academy. It is absolutely not as strict, and uh, <laughs> I. More power to all my friends who went to the academy. Had that kind of discipline. Um, yeah. I, 
I wouldn't be commissioned if I didn't do ROTC. That was the only way that would work would have worked for me. So for you. Yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, the other route for both Marines and Navy is OCS, Officer Candidate School. Yeah. You know, finishing your degree and you know not doing anything military related while you're at school, and then you know getting a you know putting in your OCS package, getting selected, and you know. And the Marine OCS, I, I, my brother went through that. So that's another thing we could talk about. My brother is a Marine uh, officer as well. Okay. And so I that, just, so yeah. that's going through OCS as you go to pretty much like a basic college. Yeah. No no ROTC. Exactly. You're Normal. You're just going to, let's just say, you know, for, for shits and giggles, it's like, uh, like a... Uh, <laughs> delivering pizzas at night, you yeah, know. Yeah, delivering pizzas. You go to a, a no drug community tests. college and then you go to a regular college. <laughs> yeah. Graduate, get your degree, whatever it is, yeah. and then you put in a package. Yes, exactly. And you have to get accepted. Yes, they're, they're selection boards. Um, you know, they, they probably look at your GPA a little bit, but probably yeah. more. I, I, I'm, I don't I'm know speaking about as. So much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Navy so much either. Sometimes, but, uh, I don't. I can't. I, I might be speaking a little out of turn. I'm not too sure about no, that part fine. of the process, but. Yeah. I mean, that's selective. I mean, they, they can they only have so many spots, and just like any force planning, any military, yeah. they have they gotta you know, they can't have too many people in, in, in a community. So okay, yeah, I, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So I guess for for going to before that, before yeah. you went to to ROTC into yeah. you know college, was it like because your dad was in the, in the <laughs> navy that you were like. I'm going to do this, or did uh, he kind of force it on? Not force, force it. No, he did. That was what happened. <laughs> it was like, you don't have a choice. You're going to... Dad and mom, like, you know, you got this... You're going to apply for this ROTC scholarship, and uh, you're going to try it. And so the, the, the deal was I had to do one year... I think they still do this. Uh, they let you do one year, no commitment. If you decide it's not for you, you don't have to pay that year back. But after you, you, you commit after your first, your freshman year, your, your fourth classmanshipman year, okay. uh, then you start owing service time. Okay. But uh, I, I tried it. It, it, you know, I was a fish out of water, uh, you know, it, it, but I learned a lot from, from my peers, like my buddies yeah. and, and they were my community in college. Like, like that was my group. I mean, even, with, even prior, like high school, there was no ROTC, nothing. Not for me. Um, not my high school. Um, that, it, it didn't interest me at all <laughs> at the time. And, uh, my my yeah, my parents maybe someday they'll watch this podcast, but they'll 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 know this maybe is true. To I'm gonna tag you after this. There you go. Like, <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> oh, like, um, like they're on social media. <laughs> yeah, touche. Um, so so you'd had no intent really. No. Of of wanting to do military, it's yeah. kind of like a hey, you're gonna. Give this a try. Exactly. Give this a try, and then you ended up liking it. I did, and I think it was because of my friends. the The friends I made in, in that community, like it, interesting timing. We're doing this podcast because my one of my best friends from ROTC, his re- retirement from the Navy is in two weeks. Oh, nice. Here, and so like that, that's just mind blowing to me. Like it's been twenty years yeah. since I got commissioned. I mean, I, if I had stayed in, I, you know still be active i'd be nearing what, my what my 20 years of service so you did nine years but what years were you in was uh 04 to 2013 04 to 2013 yeah 
Okay, nice. Yeah, I've got some time in, in OIF and OEF, but on a boat, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> flying over and flying over both countries. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that part, which it yeah. did. So I guess there's not a really, so it's the four years of ROTC, and it's, I'm mm. sure it's not as, as, as intense. It's not, yeah. And then once you get to be a commission, how does that, like, okay, you, you're done with, with ROTC, four, four years? Four years. Uh, and let... I took an extra semester. It was fun. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, so you tried to like, get it done quicker? Uh, I took it longer. Oh, <laughs> you took an extra semester. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to leave. You know, <laughs> a, little, a little Van Wilder. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> so you, you say when you finish, yep. do you have to do anything to commission? That, that's why I think ROTC is such a great deal. Like, you know, the academy guys, their four years are tough. I mean, it's regimented. Their whole day is regimented. You know, you can't leave campus uh, as a freshman but for set windows. Like, it, it you know, uniform at all times. It's strict. Like, uh, good good for those folks who did it. That's a lot of discipline. Uh, the OCS folks, you know, their three months of crash course about the military is, you know, that it, it's it's like boot camp. It's a stress environment. It's you know? like boot camp. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Like when, you know, just stress environment, PT, you know, PT formation runs, you know, you're, you're marching to and from each class, you know, your instructors are all up in your, in your stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, ROTC, none of that. None but of we, that. we had, uh, we had, you know, military, Navy, naval science classes for the Navy guys. We'd have uh, courses we have to take. Uh, we'd have, you know, weekly labs where we would do, like, hands-on training. We, we'd wear our uniforms. We'd, uh, you know, sometimes drill. You know, get out, get out in the, the big football field on campus and drill and, and left flank, right flank, and all that forward march and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, all that stuff. Stuff you know better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, Not uh, anymore, but. Uh, <laughs> you I'm did at some there. point. I'm still yeah. I'm sure it's We could dig deep and get it yeah. out of there, JC. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't take long. No, it wouldn't take long at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, we 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 had uh, it. It was such a great path, and, and I tell you know kids who are at that age, you know, who've expressed any interest in in the military, like you, you guys should think about ROTC because you know, it's balance. You know, it's, I had no idea that that yeah. was a way that you could. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure I probably did in some sense, but I didn't know yeah. that it was that. Like it's not a boot, it's not like intense because boot camp can yeah it, it's a, it really is it's intense yeah like you you know I almost feel like a fraud for having gone through something like that <laughs> but we, we had like a couple stress weeks like uh, at the start like our, our, our we had a crash course before our, our fr- at the very start of our freshman year yeah. where where they they made it a stress environment it's only a week long though you okay. know and, and you know it's other midshipmen who are you know. They don't know much about the military yet either because they're still in college too. But they're yeah. trying to, to put you through stuff. And we had a couple of yeah. uh, we were in some midshipmen here. So being here at you know the basic school here at Quantico, yeah, it's the OCS, which is boot camp for the officers, yep. and then TBS, the basic school, is the pretty uh, uh, the second lieutenant six month course where you're doing everything, like basic combat. Yeah, and sometimes we'd get some midshipmen. Uh, here with the lieutenants, and they would uh, use us. You know, we would we were the. Officer. I forgot you were a, a TBS instructor, right? Yeah, I was that, a TBS that, instructor. That's right. Well, kind of instructor. I was on the instructor side. Yes. There you go. But um, you know, we were used as you know the lieutenants would use us like 
Marines if we're in an, in an environment. Nice. And maneuver us. <clears throat> but um, anyways, so you so you commission. Yeah. Um, how is, what? Is, what is it, do you just like, What's that next transition? I don't, you know. Yeah, the, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. So, like, you know, in between every summer, one of the things that the, the ROTC program makes scholarship students do is a, a month out in the fleet every year. Okay. So in between, you know, your, your freshman and sophomore year, your, your fourth class to third class. And it's the same thing, like, you know, Marine can, you know, officer candidates and uh, Navy you know, midshipmen, they're all in the same program. So the okay. Marines and Navy go through the same thing okay. at the Academy or ROTC. OCS is totally different, but, yeah. um, so, you know, freshman and sophomore year, uh, they give you this program either out in the West coast or East coast where you get, a, you know, if you're a Navy guy, actually everybody goes through the same thing. I'm now that I'm jogging my memory. A week with, a but, uh, it's uh, you get a week with an aviation squadron, a week on, with the submarine community, a week on a navy, you know, surface ship like you know, cruiser destroyer, amphibious, you know, ship or whatever, and then a week with the marines. Okay. So that's like phase one of trying to feel out where you best fit, you know, what what your personality is, what what interests you the most, and and, and that's how you get your kind of job selection. Because that was going to be my next question, like. You yeah. know, when you, for us enlisted, and I don't know how it is for the officers, but you usually get some choices yeah. before, you know, you go to boot camp, mm-hmm. and then it's already predetermined, like, after your ASVAP test, you yeah. know, where they're going to kind of place you with what the Marine Corps needs. Yep. I mean, because essentially you have, you can pick your choices, what you want, and if you have great scores, you can pick it, and you'll probably get it. Yeah. Um, but if you take your tests and you can fit these jobs and you don't have the best scores, they're going to put you where they need you. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much how it works. Like, yeah. You're going to get, you, you know, you're a tool to them, so they're going to place you where they need you. Yep. So as you're going through these, these, you know, in between the, you know, freshman and sophomore, yeah. They're kind of feeling you out where you kind of want to go. Exactly. And then sophomore to junior is, you know, they, they call it the, the enlisted appreciation cruise where you're, you're living in, in Navy birthing or if you're doing a Marine thing, you, you know, Marine barracks, you're, you're, li- you're, you're working with an enlisted partner who's showing you what their, their, their day-to-day is like. Okay. It's really like kind of crash leadership training, like appreciate your people. Kind okay. of thing. And so I, I spent uh, in between sophomore and junior year a month on a ship out of Japan in Yokosuka. Okay. And so uh, you know, got to live in, you know, like the sardine stacks in the Navy, in a Navy ship. ship. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great, it was a great experience though, because you, you get to see, you know, the real people who do the, the hardest work, right? Yeah, to so, see how they live yeah. and what they do their day to day. Exactly. Jobs. And, and then junior between junior and senior year, it's it you know the the folks who are Marines options in, in ROTC they go to their OCS in that summer. Okay. Their 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 light version of OCS is in between junior and senior year. Uh, you could for the Navy folks, you could pick you know a, an aviation. First class uh, cruise, they call it a cruise, 
but you know you'd be be partnered up at a, at a navy squadron so then one, once i got commissioned we'd host midshipmen every year yeah and then so i was kind of you, you got to show the midshipmen some fun show them what the community's like but uh i did so so we can go back to how i made my decision <laughs> yeah yeah um <clears throat> with the general theme of i was using rotc to to get free college and figure the rest out yeah I wanted I wanted to go be on a surface ship. For, I wanted to give a surface ship the longest try I could because the commitment was the shortest. I'd only have to give four years. Okay. But when they send you to flight school in the Navy, uh, you, you you know your commitment is you know four years plus the length of your flights. Or, or, sorry, sorry, six years plus the length of flight school for a, a backseat guy. Pilots is eight years okay. because that's how much it costs to train them. It, to train a pilot to get through the pipeline, it's really expensive. You, you, the commitment is like you you have to serve that long. Okay, yeah. eight years, yeah, minimum for for the front guys flying. Yep, eight years plus. Yeah, it's usually winds up being ten. They're almost halfway there by the time they've served their commitment. Okay, yeah, wow. And, and so I yeah, but I hated <laughs> sorry, I hated the surface ships. Like I did not want to live that life. Um, and and so I was like. Yep. And by service ships, you mean like the ships that are yeah, cruisers, destroyers. I'm, I've gotten appreciation for them since yeah. then, but it's just you know the aviation community fit kind of my personality better. Yeah, and so like I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make the decision that you know that's more important to me than just getting out because by this point I'm like I got friends, you know I, I I'm, I'm starting to feel like I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. this is this is for me. Yeah, and so I, I made the decision. To go aviation, uh, because I, I just it was the personality, yeah, personality. and and yeah. the way I guess the the community is a little different than exactly totally yeah <laughs> totally than the ship guys you the know guys. yeah we we uh, yeah you, it's all good man yeah, we have we have fun <laughs> <laughs> you might have seen some movies about that uh, yeah I've, I've heard <laughs> so you you finish you, you have your so that's how you get. Do you get to pick your job? You, you have a you, you have like a top choice, second choice, third choice, and that's where like your grades come in. Um, it's like similar to the ASFAB aspect. Like there's a package. Like you know they'll they'll rate you based on well, are, were you an engineer or are you going like poli sci or history? There are a lot of factors in there. Your your PRT scores, your, your PFT scores. Yeah. You know, you know they, there's the package they'll put up there, and the, the top candidates will get their choices. Okay. Um, but needs of the Navy, needs of the Marine Corps come first, right? So yeah, I guess it's the same with with officers. Like yep, exactly. Choices, but wherever they yeah. need you, they're going to send you. Exactly. So you, what were you? Did you have more than one choice? I was going to take what I got, but uh, I was aviation uh, all the way, um, and then you know let the cards fall where the, where they fall after that, and then I got the aviation, so that was pretty cool. Okay, so it's yeah. pretty much like you're either going to. So I guess for the Navy, it's mm-hmm. either to be aviation. Mm-hmm. Or, or on on a submarine, on a submarine, or on a, a, a surface ship on you know like a cruiser destroyer ship. carrier. And yeah. is there are there like a logistics as well? Like a like there are there are a lot of small communities that they're, they're called them a, a restricted line. So that you know a lot of times you get you know Mustangs prior service you know, enlisted who transition over. When you're going through ROTC, they don't usually let you. Uh, just select that right out. You know, that, you know, they they made they the ROTC folks uh, are to fill like the warfighting needs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
some some you know if you have a, a medical thing where you, you find out later in your your uh, college time like uh you know some some medical issue they might say okay you can you can be a public affairs officer you could be a supply officer or something like that but, okay so yeah. that's not to say that it always is but it's yeah. kind of reserved for people that are yeah maybe um you do what's what's it called you go from enlisted to officer exactly switch or yep you know from different service to service or something like that I totally no you're you're definitely you know on the right track there like, i mean like, a lot of folks that's how that's a i think they also look at those roles as like people who got you know navy or military knowledge before doing that and it's kind of you know that's okay. a, a more of a pivot for those folks okay to, but on the officer side on the officer side the yeah officer side. okay but, but prior ease you know who went through uh you know ocs um they they have more right. options than to do those kinds of things it it felt to me at least i, I know that they push us to be on they call it unrestricted line so uh um, yeah <clears throat> some kind of uh, uh Tip of the spear, man. Tip, tip of the spear. Of combat role. Yeah. You're going to be there. That's what you're there for. Absolutely. So you get to, you you finish college. Yep. And then you go I to. I did? Oh, geez, I was lucky. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. So you finish college. Um What's that next step to go to, into service? Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, once, uh, I, I so I did get the aviation and. I was right, you know, right after the invasion of Iraq, you know, okay. so it was like 2000, it was actually the winter of 2003 mm-hmm. is when I got commissioned, right before, right before Christmas. Okay. And uh, they had such a backlog of aviation students in the flight school pipeline that I stayed at my ROTC unit for three months just doing odd jobs before I could even report to Pensacola to go through flight school. Once I got to Pensacola, I waited five and a half months to even start flight school. But I think that this is just kind of the normal. It's been like this forever. They, you know, in, in naval aviation, they call it a pool down there. You're, you're the, the stash ensigns who are just waiting to, and you're, you're drawing a paycheck. Yeah. You're not, just doing odd jobs. You're doing, doing odd stuff. jobs. Sometimes you're not even doing odd jobs. You're just kind of <laughs> there. Like, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I guess yeah. it's, it's different because of the schools are so long. Yeah, um, exactly. For flight, it's so long. It's two like, to two to three years usually. Yeah, my my, my training for my my job was three months. <laughs> three months, like you learned this. That was C school or A B N C or the, like, uh, assault amphibious vehicles. Nice. So the it's three months. You learn. I think it was three months, and then within so between boot camp, school, MCT, it's like six months. That's crazy. So and then you're in. You know, you're you're there. Just so I guess bright eyed and ready for the world. Yeah, you're. <laughs> I'm good. Head shaved, ready to go. <laughs> the monkey ready to be shot in the face. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's it's like that's what you you know boots on the ground. You're going. So yeah. I guess for you guys, it's different because I mean the school is so long. yeah. Um, and you know they're I mean they're gonna get their their money's worth out of you. Yes, they are. That You're, that's where the commitment. Like we're we're paying for all this school. We're giving you all this you know amazing training in, in military aircraft. You're gonna be here for a while, buddy. You're gonna be so the first so maybe <clears throat> a three or four months that you're waiting. Yeah, it's okay. You're yeah. gonna they're gonna get it out of you. Yeah, they, the, the military. They got their piece of my days. piece of my backside. You know? Yeah, they did. The military don't give out freebies, man. They're gonna get, they're gonna get theirs. 
Um, so you're you're there for a few months, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, good time. Good th- <laughs> it's fun. Good time. You're, you're the- Young with money for the first time, and you know you're you're kind of waiting to for reality to hit you once you know flight school starts, and it's really hard, you know. Yeah. But it's it's a fun to so wait. How, how old were you at that, that point? Twenty. Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. So you're not well, you're not eighteen, but you're yeah. still young. It's yeah. Like you're still you know now. I say it now because I'm I mean I'm old. <laughs> so bro, like, bro, so am I, man. <laughs> So like I got, you call them kids. They're like, we're their kids. They're like twenties. Yeah. Um, but you're young. You're mm. on your. You're out of college. You're pretty yeah. much. I mean, you have your 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 naval buddies there. Your naval officer yeah. buddies. But you're pretty much on your own. Yeah. And you're you're free. <laughs> Go out a lot at night. <laughs> you have some fun with your buddies. You make. You know, friends and and get stories you don't forget for a long time just yeah. being being young and having your first paycheck and and you know waiting for again reality to just smack you <laughs> yeah um once school starts how's how does Ooh, stressful stuff man how's, oh. how's that what's the what's the the regiment like for I mean, for a flight officer. So, so for us, uh, um, every naval and marine aviation student, we actually also had uh, Air Force students and foreign military students in our in the the Navy's flight school program too. The initial course is an in in school course, like six weeks, where you're you know you're in the books about weather, uh, you know, flight systems and, and like engin- you know, what makes a plane fly like you know what does an aileron do what does a flap do how does a jet engine work that kind of stuff um Man. navigation pr- principles start coming into play um th- there are more courses that i'm brain farting on no but it's, the, it's a, no it's all good i mean it's just that's a kind of a gist it's a total crash course and it, 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 it depending on if they're uh looking to keep people like they you know they're, they need more people, or if they they got too many in the pipeline, they might use it as a weed-out moment to get rid of some folks. That's what was happening when I was there. Um, the even, lot though, of, even though it was wartime. Exactly. It was the, yeah. But 04 is, I mean, right after the invasion in 03. Exactly. So, I, that was the fascinating part. I'm like, why, why aren't you guys trying to keep everybody you could? But there were so many pilots in, in the Navy at the time, and, and people weren't getting out. Because uh, you know, a tie to the mission, they wanted to, to serve and, and see this thing through. This, you know, well, I guess they did. It took a long time to it see it. <laughs> it didn't, didn't work <laughs> out that way. But uh, also the economy, like people, people were just staying in because it was a stable, great job. And you know, yeah. so so a, a funny side note. Um, I I'm, I'm kind of a tall guy. Yeah. Uh, I I came in with a pilot student slot. I was going to be a pilot, but in the spirit of trying to weed people out, they had too many pilots, but they didn't have enough uh, naval flight officer student candidates, backseat guys, like, you know, goose or something like that. Yeah. Um, my sitting height is really tall. So yeah. I, I, was, I, was, I went through a flight physical and they said, you're too tall to be a pilot. And I'm like, what? You know, really? Uh, yeah. They did this, the, that's how I became a backseat guy because uh, my sitting height, torso to head, was too close to the uh, ejection seat, like the canopy yeah. in, in the jet, uh, the trainer jets that the, the students fly. Yeah. And I think I was uh, too tall for the helicopter too. So they weren't going to commit me to one platform. So like, we're, but then I had a, fl- like a crusty old, you know, 30 year 06 flight surgeon who, who saw my file and said, you know, 
well, this is bullshit. And you start to stomp down the hall of the, the medical clinic, say, you, you can't make this, this guy lose this pilot slot. But then, you know, some, some behind closed door chatter happened. And, you know, and the, the, the 06 was like, nothing I can do. You're, you're, you're either going to be an NFO or nothing. So, so I, that's how I, I, I became an NFO because they told me I was too tall to be a pilot. Which yeah. was which is fascinating. Like six four. Yeah, exactly. Like six four, but it's it's just they do measurements of all there's, different. There's yeah. different six. Somebody six foot like yeah. myself is like I sit. It's like all legs or torso. <laughs> I'm all torso. It's like all torso. I'm all torso, and so that wasn't good for me in terms of being a pilot. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that's how they would. I mean, it makes sense. You could. Yeah. I mean, there's restricted. There's certain size inside of the. And they, and they didn't. They didn't want me to die if there was an accident either. So credit to them on that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Should you anything know. happen, you're yeah. too tall. It's not like you're being in a in a little, like yeah. like you get inside of a uh, what's like a little Mini Cooper or something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a like you... a like a big gorilla behind a uh, Geo Prism or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like there's not enough room. Um. So you start school and it's like I'm sure it's intense classes. Yeah, super on. intense. You have a class for yeah. the class of another class. Yeah. Uh, oh, and you're studying with your buddies and crashing for the exams. You have to pass like eighty percent or higher. And they're not. They they were certainly weren't cakewalk exams. I mean, they didn't talk about tough exams. So yeah, everybody had you know you had to meet a threshold to just keep going, or you have to retake the test uh, a week later. And okay. so. Um, the other part of that program was the swim training for flight students because you'd survival swimming. Um, yeah. That's intense. Uh, how, was, how was that like? Because for for AAVs, being a, you have to be a level two. Yeah. Level two for in the Marine Corps, you have you know call four, four three two one, and then WSQ, which is water survival. It's like the top. Okay. Um, and one is the best. One b- is the best before and, uh, under a WSQ. Under WSQ. Okay, gotcha. So WSQ is like the the super fish. You're a frog. You're a frog, yeah. pretty much. Um, and then there's one. You have to be a two to do what I did. Nice. And then. Uh, because it's obviously oh, on the water. I want to hear about how, what you had to do, and yeah, I'm compared to like the program I went through. So what I remember <clears throat> is to get to two, you had to. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, somebody. <laughs> I put you on the spot, JC. Put me on the spot. Um, I remember you had to. It's full gear. One is full gear. Okay. Like helmet, pack. We had a pack on. We had packs, and we had we had we had to do like with a full full SV two survival vest. Yeah, we had to do that, but not a full pack. Oh my it God. was a pack, full uh, utilities boots. Yeah, and you had to swim. It was Olympic sized pool, so you had to swim front to back. I think all the way back. Gotcha. And then I don't know if there was tread or that was just later. I remember later we yeah. had to tread, you know, tread water. Um, one thing I. Do remember, I, and there's some. There's more to it. You got to jump off the top. Not, yeah, the, we, did that, we did that too. The, what, I forget how many meters it is. The high dive there. Yeah. The high dive. Yeah, yeah you got to jump off of that with your, you know, stuff on, helmet on. It's so <laughs> awkward. It, it was. <laughs> what we had to do. We had to do that. But then once we got underwater, we'd have to swim to the other side of. A, I think it was Olympic pool down in Pensacola too. 
without touching the bottom or coming up for air. We had to go jump in, in gear, and, and, and swim all the way across. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you're underwater. You couldn't come, come out and, like, and then keep going back under. They wouldn't let you. Yeah. yeah. They wanted you to hold your breath and, and see if you had the, the breathing endurance to do that. Really? Yeah. Now, that was that was one of the hardest, maybe three or four aspects of the swim thing. But that's what the swim quals for us were no joke. I have nightmares about <laughs> some aspects. We could you could pull that thread in a minute if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you were you're you full gear, you jump in, mm-hmm. uh, you got to do that. What else do you have to do? Was- we had to do uh, full gear, uh, mile swim. No touching the side of the pool. No, no standing up for for you know to to get a break. If if you weren't swimming, you're treading. You had to do a mile swim in under seventy minutes in full gear with boots and helmet and all that stuff. So like yeah, a, that's a little more intense. That's it was exhausting. I I can't believe I made it, but I did. You know, I mean, they they build you up over the six week course. In between, like every single day, you're doing like a, a the actual school room schoolhouse classes like the ones i talked about a few minutes ago the, the weather and all that kind of stuff yeah. you're also swimming so that's the whole time it's you're like building yeah I'm building that's it your, up your your fitness that you're doing every day is swimming exactly swimming. yeah um but then the you know the very worst part um is the the dunker which is the, the, oh my god the what dunker. Is, what's the dunker? this is the one that gives me nightmares uh so it's a simulated helicopter crash landing oh. where it, the, the, it's this you're machi- like buckled in it's yes a it's a machine that comes down flips you over and they do one run where there are no lights and you're you're blind the whole thing is you know five point you know release harness. your release your harness or five point get a reference point pull your way out of uh, and swim out of this hole in a you know a sinking aircraft in the water terrifying uh, one time I did everything right, but my harness wouldn't unlock and they had to raise the, uh, the dunker to get me out of there. It'd been like 45 seconds. They let me pass. So, <laughs> because they said you did everything right, but your harness wasn't, uh, 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 it was malfunctioning, but I, oh my God, that, that, that's nightmare type stuff right there. I, yeah. I can't imagine. You see that. The only reason I know is cause they see it like for when people are making movies. Yeah. And they they show where they're like in a helicopter. Yeah. And but you're doing this is like real life. Yeah. I mean, it's real life for them too. It's terrifying. Training. But uh, we didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, but then you have to do that every four years once you're in you know through flight school and you're actually an aviator to keep your your qualification. They want to make sure you're still swimming. They want to make sure you're still safe because I mean the whole point of the training is that if your plane falls out of the sky. You can survive. You can survive. Yeah. You know, as long as it doesn't explode or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! Terrifying. I, I can't imagine what that. You know, you know. I had moments that I remember just in regular qual where you know you have all your stuff and you're just getting weighed down, and that's kind of a, it's like just pulling you, you yeah, know, underwater. Yeah, and you you're you're exerting yourself to try. And get out of the water, and you're swimming, and you're pushing, and kicking, and yeah. you're not going up. <laughs> like, Come on! Yeah, what's like, going on? What's going on? And you're pushing, and it's like, yeah. And I can't imagine just being. And I'm sure there's a. I'm, I, I can just imagine. And I'm sorry if I'm, you're gonna have nightmares tonight, but. It's uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> but it's like I'm sure you hear it, and it's just the anticipation even before so. Yeah. Because you're, you're strapped in upright. Yeah. First. And as you're going down, then they flip it when you're under the water. Yeah, exactly. So it's not you're not being flipped before you get in. You, you fall in, it comes down, and you're sitting upright, like, exactly like you described. Once you know, the, the thing impacts the water, gets maybe a foot or two below the surface, then they just turn it over. And then you cannot move before. Until uh, it's fully. Until it's fully upside down. Then there's a big horn and it's time for you to get out. And by that time, like, you've already been underwater like five to ten seconds. So you've already been holding your breath. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's wild. Before, and you're, you're holding your breath before you start exerting yourself. Because, yeah. And that, 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 it, it's not, uh, thank, I will have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all right. I apologize. <laughs> it's, it's all um, good. You know, so what I'm trying to think of, you know, because again, I, I, I usually have a lot of my questions are tailored for. Oh, these are great questions. I'm, I'm having fun reminiscing too, <laughs> except for the dunker part. <laughs> but, again, I apologize. Uh, no, so. You, you, you're doing that. What other, you know, aspects or whatever other training that, that mm. you're having to do that that's that's like, um, I'm trying to think for flight. You're, yeah. you're out on the water. Do you do, you do uh, jump, jump school? I did not have to do. I, actually, part of that training, I, you, you do like a, a par, you parachute landing practices. Parachute landing. Yeah. yeah, parachute landing falls, PLFs. I'm sure you did those probably, you know. I did not. I didn't have you to have to that. like bend in your knees to make sure you don't break your knees on impact from, you know, falling. You're still falling pretty fast with the parachute, but um, we did a lot of that. Uh, I did not get to do the, they do this thing in, in, in Northern Alabama where they take all the students, they, you, you, they tie your, your uh, basically a harness and you have a parachute on and uh, <laughs> you start running and you're tied to a truck and then the truck starts driving and you, you start picking up air and so you get like 50 feet in the, the sky and then they un, unharness you and you have to you're falling out it's like like i forgot what they called it it had a hilarious name so you're kind of getting like um is it like when you're wrecking recreationally yeah you're, you're on a boat and they pull you on the water and then it's the, the just like parasailing, yeah. The parasail, the parachute yeah. kind of catches air. You go up in the air, and then 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 they let you go, and that's when you're practicing your landing. That's where. You oh, know, so you're not really jumping out yeah. of the airplane. No, you're not. You, they're just pulling you high enough until yeah. they re- think they release you exactly, and you land. Yeah, I. I, okay. I, I think there are some, maybe some helicopter. I, I won't speak out of turn, but I think there might be some parts of naval aviation where they do have to do uh you know jump jump, be school. jump, jump school and all that stuff yeah. but i didn't have to do that you gotta get like your actual wings yeah uh some yeah. of the guys that i was in had got the, i don't know you know what why they rated it or what, yeah. maybe it was just something you know as a billet or something yeah um, but they went and got their their jump school and i think it's in yeah it's, a, it's in the, it's an army base in it's in Alabama, yeah. I think it's an army base. I don't know where. Maybe yeah. Alabama. I, I, I feel uh, like that's right. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of school. Wow. A lot of yeah. – you're not – you don't fly. Somebody else is flying. At so first. At first, yeah. And so once you finish that, that ground school and all the swim stuff, that's when you get attached to a training squadron and you start doing the actual flying. You do, you know, simula- simulators, aircraft simulators. You're learning, like, safety of flight things, you know, your, your emergency procedures – to make sure that you know, 
you know, the other aspect of, of safety of flight, you know, before, so you don't have to fall out of the sky and, and do go through the dunker training. Yeah. You, you make sure you know the emergency procedures of your plane. Then you start learning, you know, for a backseat guy like me, is like navigation was everything. You know, uh, uh, the whole reason why a backseat guy in a jet exists is for like strike missions and, and making sure that your time on target, spot on. You have to navigate Nat's ass. Yeah, so you're, so you're the navigator. Yeah, you're. yeah. The, the the timing, the math, like there's, there's a lot of like uh, calculations behind that stuff. So that was the majority of uh, an NFO's training was like navigation and, and, and making sure you're hitting your marks on time. Um, there also it, it, there's different phases of the flight school too. Is where they start you know determining which actual plane you're gonna fly. At this, at, this point, at this point, no. At this point, you're you're all in the same pipeline. You're all learning just the basic things. After one phase, they weed out uh, the people who are going to go carrier based, and the people who are going to go like you know P three, you know the the, the Navy's uh, submarine hunter, um, and then or helicopters too. Like, okay. I there are no there are no NFO for helicopters. So this is that's more of a pilot thing. Like the okay. the, the the fixed wing versus uh, rotary wing for pilots is after primary. For us, it was like carrier based or not, or P threes basically. At any point, well, you were too. I mean, you, you already. I was just thinking you you had already been told you couldn't fly. Yeah. But before that, had you been like? I kind of wanted to be a helicopter pilot. I, was, I, yeah. I I would think that if I could. You know, somehow have a go back yeah. and be like, I think, even now, because I think they do it here in Virginia. There's a there's a class out in Manassas. Yeah, and a buddy of mine was going to school to get his heli, and he had his helicopter, got his license, and um, that be that's something that like. I think would be so cool to be able yeah. to fly a helicopter. It's hard. There's you know. I, three just, just just to keep that thing hovering. There's another force, you know, like you know, a, a fast plane is going forward side to side, but it, you, you're not doing this. Yeah, you know, it's a whole another layer of of movements for your arms, muscle movements. I mean, yeah, arms, feet. Yeah, everything. it's like it's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. So you you get out of um, you go to your path. When do you? Find out what you're gonna be on. It took me about about nine months of of training, and then you know I actually didn't get my first choice, but I wound up getting the best choice. Mike, I love my community. Yeah. Um. So I, young naive Casey at the time, wanted to do one thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that platform, uh. But you know what I got the E2 Hawkeye community, just lifelong friends, and and a perfect like mission for what I was good at, which you know. Being hair so, on fire, multitasking. So I guess you're going to be on the Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, so a Hawkeye, um, which you explained to me before we started talking. Yeah. Is and if people, you know, for those listening, if you've seen the he, what you mentioned it first thing he said. Yeah. Um, if you've seen Top Gun Maverick, and <laughs> at the very end of the movie, yeah. when there's the plane that's got the radar, they yep. see that they see the bogies coming in. Hey, yep. you know, bogies are heading this way. Exactly. They they shoot to the airplane in the air. That's the, the Hawkeye in the air. That, that's <laughs> <so> redundant. <laughs> it's true though. The airplane is in the air. 
they they sh- they show that clip and it's got the big like a uh, big dome on top dome on top the, it, radar it dome takes, it does yeah it spins it spins like a the big dome and they're kind of just flying over yeah. it's like a big radar I'm sure you don't have to explain what's all on it but but you you got it though it, it, we're we're up high where they you know the eyes of the fleet so um talking back to the warfare commanders the the captains and admirals on the ship letting them know it's out there passing along uh the basically the battle picture air air and uh, sea what's the um, that's just visual you're just kind of recon or you have armament uh no armament nothing we were we were a sitting duck (laughs) but (laughs) we we're not a sitting duck in that you know we are the quarterback out there, and, and if we're going to protect ourselves by doing our job to, in, in protecting the fighters who are the front line. And, like you're and, protecting yourself. Yeah. Be like, hey, we got guys coming to the, our ways, too. And, and, and all of our, all the ships in the strike group have pretty capable missiles to protect us, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so, I, I, so you know, we never, I never felt, you know, and I guess I'm fortunate in this regard, you know, the, the the enemies and the wars we fought in in the 2000s uh, weren't air to air wars with against, against like crazy fifth gen, you know, new next generation fifth gen, you know, fifth gen like, fighters like, like they say in Top Gun I'm just <laughs> there well, there are things going yeah you know, the, the next I've, the next war could be interesting but anyway I uh, I I went to the air show uh, yeah. at the, here at the Andrews Air Force Base and I got to see the you know the US's F twenty two Raptor maneuver what'd you think yeah bro it's a whole nother cheat code (laughs) flying in the air and that's pretty you know if if you you can see a maneuver on again that's not what they show in the movie yeah uh top gun obviously because they're probably like oh no we're protecting what we have in, in our arsenal exactly but i'm guessing i don't know if that's the case but you know i'm sure the u.s military didn't want to showcase our raptor no, they'd rather have Maverick steal an F-14 from an enemy <laughs> hangar, you know. <laughs> but but a great scene nonetheless. Scene. Oh my but god! No, uh, that yeah, those fifth gen fighters are unreal. How they move through the air. Yeah, people who who thought that up in their head and make that fly like that. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Cra- Geniuses yeah. and and it's a huge community uh, of people who are doing that and it's on the civilian side that you know are we're very thankful for, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'll probably I don't know if the that's the Northrop Grumman uh, a lot of those folks and then there's a lot of the Nav Air folks down in Pax River, Maryland, uh the the government side program managers, they're they're, they're great, you know, leaders and forward thinkers who build cool stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah man, they they built some cool stuff. Yeah. So you get to, you start, so to come back, you start going into your job for mm. your actual, exactly. for the Hawkeye. So then you get your your plane-specific training where you're learning really, you are learning the mission of your plane, what it's what it is built to do. And so that's when the, the training gets real. And that's when I started like really getting excited. You know, it took, once I got over the, you know, I don't want to screw this up, you know, this is hard, you know. But uh, you're part of the community at that point. Once you're yeah. selected a plane, you're one of them, and you're making friends. And you're gonna keep forever. Yeah. And so that was really cool. Uh, in between, you have to go to Sears School. I'm sure you, you, you oh, know Sears School. Yeah, the Sears School. No yes. fun. That was. Uh, that's no <laughs> that's fun. That's survival. Eva- uh, evasion, resistance, and escape. Survival. So you're learning to. Uh, if you were down in a. In a you know, bad guys, country, how to survive off the land, evade capture, 
you know, resist once you're captured, so you're treated like a prisoner of war, and then you you have to try to escape too. Yeah, name, rank, yeah, social. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. It's like things, the only things to say. Yeah. I don't know. Name, rank, it, social. It, it was not you know, that that that's not quite Dunker terrifying to me, but I have you know I have some friends. I hear yeah, that, you know, you hear from reading in the books. Yeah, uh, you know, reading reading stuff. Looking at movies, history, just yeah. your school is intense. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and that's probably t- putting it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> probably one of the, the few trainings around in the military or anywhere where they can beat the crap out of you and they're doing a job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that's what you have to know how yeah. to survive. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, at this point, are you still, how long, how long is that it? Once you start getting to your, about a year and a half to year, and a half. year to year and a half in, yeah. Year to year and a half, almost the whole time, pretty much in school. Yeah. Uh, are you an O one? Yep, O one. Uh, so what's what Navy? What's O uh, one? It's an ensign. Yeah, the uh, the 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 newest of new. The okay. and and you know and there are a lot of ensign jokes in the Navy. Probably like there are a lot of second lieutenant jokes second in the Marines. Lieutenant. Right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Like you know. You're not expected. You shouldn't be expected to know everything. But if you're the 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 gold bar who comes in thinking that uh, you're smarter than you're enlisted, you're not going to make any friends. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be the asshole really fast. Yeah. You know? Okay. So that's you know that's uh, I didn't I never. There's a lot of second lieutenants here at Quantico. Like, <laughs> you had to deal with a lot of them. I bet they're all second lieutenants. Yeah. <laughs> right. That we had to deal with. But I mean, they're in student status, so I don't think I ever got any that were, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't know how to put it. Any that were rude, they were taking in knowledge. They were probably too scared to to be cocky. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until you got to the ones that were were the ones that were still second lieutenants, but they were going to the infantry officers. Oh, I'll see infantry officers. Yeah, and those I mean I mean they're infantry officers. Those guys are pretty gung-ho and they're, they're badass you don't they, yeah they, i mean they all look like the you remember at least for me back in the 90s the the there was a marine poster uh the guy was a marine and he had the camel paint like a like a tiger on yeah. his face and they just i mean they all look the same like the, the you know shaved head yeah square jaw the guys that are probably your your height like big, like a lot stronger than me. Yeah. I, I can, I can admit that. <laughs> like these guys are like, yeah, these guys are the real deal. I don't have to do a pull up here on on this podcast, do I? <laughs> Not <laughs> good, at all. Thank, thank God. You can have a do. You can do a twelve ounce curl. Up Ooh, okay. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, you start doing your job. You're a year and a half. You're still a one. Yep. Uh, and you still haven't led people. It's like the same thing you were mentioning about TBS. You're still in school. You're you're a student. You're you're not in charge of uh, enlisted at this you're time. Not, you're not in charge. Of not people. like a, a an ensign who's on a ship is in charge of a division like right off the bat. So I, I don't envy those guys having to. That, that's a crash course in, in leadership right there. It's so yeah, because you're still in school. Yeah, I'm still in school. I haven't you know touched the mission at all, you know, at all yet. You know, school's so long for us. So yeah, I, I guess you know I didn't think of that. That the guys who are on on ship or wherever you know submarine or something, they do whatever for their job, like right away. But then they're out 
they're out and they're in charge of people as yep. the instant. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, I mean, I guess that's, I mean, it's how it is with most yeah. MOSs. Um, you're going to have to, you know, be in the real world of, of the mission at some point. You're going to have to leave people. Is it still an MOS for the Navy? Because we're, I mean, we're a department, the Marine Corps is obviously a department of the Navy. It's a, it's still a very common term. Um I'm I'm showing my age and, and forgetting the term. We had like the I, uh, I, I forgot a lot. We of we had like a four digit desi- designator. Like you know, pilots were thirteen tens. Okay. Yeah, NFOs were thirteen twenties. Um, I, I can't remember the exact term, but it was you know we were yeah, there was a four digit There's designator. A designator. Yeah. yeah, four. Yeah, we were eighteen thirty three for operator. Yeah. Maybe it is an MOS. I, yeah, eighteen thirty three for operators. Twenty one forty one for the mechanics. Yeah. Uh, 18 something for the officer. Uh, it's like 1801 or 1803 gotcha. for the officer portion. I, I, that I don't remember. So how how long is that until you start to get close to graduating? I, once uh, I, I was complete and my classmates were complete with the curriculum back in 2006, uh, two and a half years. Uh, almost three. We were almost three years into my Navy career before I had actually checked into my fleet squadron and was, you know, getting ready to be deployable, stuff like that. Three years. That's crazy. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, do you want another one? Yeah, let's do that. Thank, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it was no joke. Um. There you go. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. But uh, you're ready, you know, and but you, nothing really prepares you for being the new guy in the squadron where you, you're, you're making your first friends are going to be the ones you deploy with, and, and they've known each other for a year, maybe two years, and there's How the more many, senior guys. And What's what's the crew? How many crew are there on, on the plane? Yeah, great question. For our plane, two pilots and three in the back, uh, pilot and co-pilot, um, just, you know, safety and, and – the E two is the hardest plane to land on the boat. Our pilots are the best. Okay. Um, they're they, they're not you know dropping bombs or, or facing air to air wars, but they have the hardest plane to land on the carrier by a mile. It looks it's not as aerodynamic. No, as it looks, as it's not natural. It's not natural at all. <laughs> the thing with a big dome spinning is not supposed to be you know easy to fly, and, and our our guys are the best, and and women are the best. You yeah. know, so um, our. So in the back, all officers as well? All officers, yep. They used to have uh, enlisted air crew, but uh, for one reason or another, well before my time, they changed it. They um, probably did something. <laughs> brutal honesty. <laughs> I mean, it's very <laughs> brutal honesty. There's, there's no, uh, you yeah. know, there's a reason there's safety uh, yeah. things on like irons that say don't, <laughs> don't iron with clothes on. You know? <laughs> Probably why you got the enlisted ticket of a, of a, you know, a awesome. plane. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I'm just one, one, one asshole ruined it for everybody else. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Usually, usually what happens. Um, so you get your, your you graduate your, your school two and a half years. Are you O2? Uh, yes. Yeah. Two year point. It's pretty much. Do you have a pulse? Yeah. You're promoted. So you go to uh, lieutenant junior grade in the Navy. You know the the first lieutenant equivalent. So okay, lieutenant junior grade. Yep. Okay. 
then you go to uh, to your, orders. Yeah, you get orders to your squadron. And uh, where's that? I got uh, that best best kept secret in the Navy, Point, Point Magoo, California. Oh, because you don't have to say where. Yeah, it was it was you know basically Malibu. You just go up up the PCH, you know, like five miles from Malibu, and, and you're at our base. And it's right on the ocean, right on the okay. Pacific Ocean. Uh, great place. Yeah, nice. And uh, you know, I was a, being a West Coast sailor. Uh, our, our carriers were either out of San Diego or you know Everett, Washington, up by Seattle. Um, you know, when we would deploy or meet the boat for workups, you know, we'd have fly-ons, and uh, some crew you know would go down, meet the ship, and, and bring all of, like the, the the stuff to do the job, the tools, the the, the books, the, all the things that you have at a at your squadron when you're on land that you need when you go out to sea so getting ready for a, a workup cycle or deployment was pretty intense for for a lot of folks okay yeah so they, they you would fly from where you're at to seattle or and to land and you'd land on the carrier and uh that's when you know the workup cycle started and and, and you know for the, the the enlisted folks in the squadron would go down and meet the ship and 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 get the their shops set up with yeah. all the tools all the the manuals instructions yeah you know uniforms rags whatever you need to to do the job to get it on the on the, on the yeah. ship. comms okay. equipment you know crypto that kind of stuff okay um, so you you start doing your, so this is probably Oh six. Good math. Yeah. Oh six to oh nine. That's when I when I, when I was in a, a, a fleet squadron seat you know, on a sea tour. So So how long is the deployment for you guys on a, on the ship? How long is they they were they still are very variable. I mean it's it's a lot of factors, some including the carrier attached to. Like if it if the carrier needs to go for maintenance, like, you know, there's like the the midlife maintenance for an aircraft carrier is like a two to three year period where it's like they strip it down and rebuild it to make sure it's safe to keep floating. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're attached to an airwing with that carrier strike group, you don't go anywhere. Yeah. But you know the the other carriers have to like pick up the slack, especially in the wartime. So you I had. I had guys who had three deployments in a three year period, and like two two out of three years spent at sea. I mean, two out I, of three years. Yeah, two two full like you know sixty you know two thirds of their tour was on a boat, Holy and crap. I just had one. I had one deployment, uh, two thousand and eight. It was a seven monther, but you know the typical one, That's five to five months. to six. Um, okay. I think sounds the, about the, no, I think about normal five to six months. Big record that. It might have been broken recently, but the 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 longest deployment that everybody remembers and, and still talks about is you know the Abraham Lincoln in I think it was two thousand three or four. They had an eleven month or in the middle of the war. And okay. they, they didn't go like they were just dropping bombs for a long, long time. Yeah, that was I couldn't imagine being deployed that long for almost a year. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. The um. So you go on your. You know what? Let's uh at the, at this point. Take five, uh, head call. Yeah, and then we'll and then we'll uh, we'll come right back. This is good stuff, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah. So we All were, right. We were talking about um, the deployments. The deployments. Well, yeah. You know what? It, it popped into my head. Yeah. Um, what was your call? Did you have calls? <laughs> I knew you'd advance that eventually. <laughs> uh, what was your call sign? So. <laughs> 
when I was the new guy in the squadron, uh, you know, they're giving me some crap, and I, I, I bit back and gave them some crap back, and you know, they said, "Oh, you're such a bitch." You know? And so I, that it started out um, this joke where you know, do you remember the '90s song "Bitch"? You got pipes. Yeah, yeah. My call sign became Meredith because that song was sung by Meredith Brooks. And so I, I was I was Meredith. I have a coffee cup in my in my in my cup cupboard there at home with, the, with the, this logo and Meredith on it. So, yeah. I'm sorry, man. It's, a, it, 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 it's weird how how call signs and nicknames they yeah. just you know. Some of them can be really brutal. <laughs> really. Um, and then the summer, you know, there's always the tactic of you can like, you know, make an acronym out of it and, and call them the acronym. And, and when, you know, some civilian asks, well, what does that mean? Like it's classified, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> this isn't a guy I knew, but I read a story recently that went around our, you know, all my friends in aviation is about a fighter pilot who, who ate something. Uh, that didn't agree with him before his flight and went up and up in this up in this plane and uh, lost control of of his of his sin. bodily functions a couple times and and uh, then he he couldn't land on the boat because he was so flustered and he he did what they call a bolter, which means you 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 miss the arresting wires and yeah. you bounce off. So his call sign was stab because the thing stabbed the shit twice and boltered. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted up, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the kinds of call signs. If you do something stupid and earn it, like, yeah, that's so many call signs are written in, in idiotic moves. And do they, it's just a, it's just what they, you know, write call signs. Just a, it's right of passage. Right Everybody, passage. if you're, if you're flattered by your call sign, you're probably a douchebag. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when, I don't know how I, I was in school um, for training for my vehicle, yeah. and we were in the um, weapons training week, and we go up north, and um, I'm in the turret, and we're shooting Mark 19 and 50 cal, and and I think, again, it's, it's a very generic call sign. Okay, I'm ready. Everybody calls it. Everybody who's from here gets called the name. And I'm, my, I was called Tex. He was, ah. he was like, hey, nice shooting Tex. Gotcha. And that's usually like my, you know, I play Xbox. My gamer tag is Tex. And a lot of people, you know, that's what I had, Tex. But I think it's it's different because you have so many people, some Marines. And not all Marines because there's a lot of them yeah. from Texas. Not all of them are called Tex. So. There, there's a Texan Forrest Gump, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was. I don't know where Tex was from. <laughs> Montana, man. <laughs> you from Texas? I don't quite know where Texas. I, I can't do a Forrest Gump accent. That's clear. So you you deploy, um, and most of the I guess you're providing you know your support. Your exactly. Support. Yep. Bingo. But you're a different air support where you're not you know you're not. Uh, you're not in the plane shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the mission commander. You know, leading. You know, if you're if you're leading a strike. I mean, this the the war, OIF and OEF were just different wars. Like, 
you know, for what our plane did, it was just so boring because we didn't really have a, a, a mission there in a lot of ways. It was it was also when I went out there, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I don't I wanted my plane had a humongous part of the mission right after nine eleven, and and especially in the early stages of like you know Afghanistan response, they were figuring out brand new ways of controlling aircraft in a really dynamic theater where you didn't even know you know in a lot of ways, who the enemy was because you yeah. know, they weren't wearing uniforms and they weren't coming at you with, with uh, helicopters or, or, or planes or you know that yeah. stuff like that. But uh, by the time that I was deployed out there, the, the, the theater was so mature that, you know, the air, you know, the, the, the folks who were on in Bagram, you know, on the land, you know, they could have been, you know, a lot of air force folks coming out of cutter. They, they, had the mission like clockwork and so our our navy folks our our jet guys um they got some action yeah but we we didn't really have any air-to-air threats or you know blue water or you know littoral water threats that the e2 could have provided value so um (laughs) when we uh when we uh transitioned from iraq to afghanistan halfway through uh you have to go through Pakistan, and it's called the Boulevard. And you know, Pakistan and and I think I America have kind of frosty relationships at some point. Yeah. So there's very standard procedures that they made you follow to to fly from the Arabian Sea into Afghanistan over Pakistan, um, and and it's called the Boulevard. So we were the Boulevard Police. That was our mission to oh, make okay. to make sure that all of the planes from our carrier okay. were following the protocol that the Pakistani government had laid out for Americans to go from. To go from there. Yeah. From and we were just the Boulevard Police. We made this, like, crazy cruise plaque where we were all, like, called ourselves, like, sheriffs and bounties. It was our joke. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was funny stuff. Um, but that, it, was a, it was the simplest mission. So as a, as an officer, and, you, again, you don't have to – but like once you're you're you know it's I'm sure it's different because I don't know different, but you have to unwind, <laughs> and you you know it, the difference between a, a, a you know E three and below you know non commissioned yeah. enlisted is you know we're probably somebody's gonna get drunk and just be belligerent and stupid and you know they get they get in trouble. But yeah. there's a little bit more. There's Some more. officers do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've heard a buddy of mine told me. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say this: uh, I, I talk to him all the time. His uh, his dad was a colonel in the Marine Corps, and he says that usually a lot of the flight guys are. are oh yeah, We're, are uh, you guys are frat boys? Yeah. Compared to the other officers, because the, there's other the other officers are a little more like, but you guys flight officers. That is, I think that is an accurate uh, stereotype. Stereotype. <laughs> yeah. uh, not everyone is, but you know, we not we ha- we have a very uh, fun culture and more laid back vibe than a lot of other parts of the military. He says that uh, he's told me that that they're usually late, like laid back, yeah. like, you know, first name basis with each yep. other, and they're like, hey, so a lot something. less formal, um, a lot less formal, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I I love that part of it. Uh, I, I was not a 
a super formal guy in ROTC. And, you know, when you see like, uh, someone who's like a year or two older than you, you have just, you know, and, and, and just barely one rank, you just have to go out of your way to serve sandwich that person. It's like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Sir. <laughs> that, that's kind of, that's kind of how I, I saw it. Like myself, you know, being, you know, I was 18, 19, 20, whatever. Yeah. But somebody who's like one rank above you or yeah. even two, but they're like, two years older than you i'm like okay yeah i get it yeah. i mean it's a lot of, yeah. it's a lot in the in i'll the, call in you the... sergeant but you know you're you're really just tom you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey hey uh, bob or yeah. something you know call me sergeant smith <laughs> yeah. 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 we're that's... out we're out shooting pool man now i gotta call you sergeant smith <laughs> yeah I, you know that's i wish I, again and i get it because there's you know the big deal of you know, fraternizing them like yeah. I said from sure you know, non-commission. You know, sergeants, corporals, and above, and sure, below. yeah. Um, but to see that, you know, you see, you see um, officers that are just like on a they just like like on a first name basis. Yeah, and not all of it's like it's just so like relaxed. And they're like it's with each other. Yeah, like after I mean, I'm sure during work hours it's fine, and not not even so much so, but with. It's like, hey, you know, hey, Tom, what's up, you know, whatever. Some of, some of my, my department heads, you know, when I was a junior officer, you know, nine years senior to me, became some of my better friends in the squadron. And, you know, in uniform at work, you know. Professional. Call, yeah. call signs. You'd still call them by call signs, but, you know, salute them when you're out, you know, whenever you needed to. When you're, you know, outside the hangar and you, you're covered on, you know, you had your cover on, you had to salute. So, yeah. But you, you, you once you're just you know flying, it's like, you know, hey screamer, how you doing, man? You know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. That like that, I, I like that. Yeah. I wish it was a little more, and I'm sure it is. You know, I, I never, I never got to experience like the fleet, yeah, uh, Marine Force. You know, I wasn't out at uh, Lejeune or Pendleton or anything like that. And I'm sure, like once you're on a vehicle together, because it's a you know driver, crew chief crewman in the back and there's usually like a, a, a gunner you know a gunner there somebody else is in there but i'm sure once you're on the vehicle all together like it's you make that no it's just like huge. you know it's tight yeah, yeah it's super tight super tight and, and inside jokes and yeah inside you know. jokes and you're just like hey you know hey you know tom or hey chris or whatever like that it's hey tex like, yeah, you know it's like it's just like the the call signs that's pretty pretty you know it's pretty neat anyways you at this point you're you've deployed you're you're out there you're coming back mm-hmm. you know was it at the time and again we can like a I, I leave a little pause there that way i know when i edit i know that's where i can edit out sure but like, if you don't want to, like, I was gonna ask like family stuff. So sure. Um, while you're in, mm-hmm. so while you're in, were you were you still single? Do you have family? How how was being deployed as a? Di- I had a serious uh, girlfriend who, who I did marry. Um, that was hard, um, but uh, I did not have kids uh, at the time. Was, diff- yeah, you know I had a lot less to, to think about in that regard. So, um, but you know, when, when you, when you're with someone and you, and you're away from them, that is always hard, but, um, 
Yeah. And I, I know I had some some trouble with that at the time. Yeah, it's just, tough. just being like that. But it's I think know. it for for most families. I mean, some people, you know, I don't know how to put it, but like to be away. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have kids, it may not to say that it's easy. Yeah, but it's a little less. Totally. Um, I couldn't even imagine like being a dad now. I got you know a, an eleven year old and a nine year old. If I you know was gone for seven months, yeah. you know, not especially back then. I I don't know how it is now, but I can only imagine like yeah. you know with uh, FaceTime or I, I don't know what they can use on ship, but I imagine that they are able to to call. You know what? That's that's so true. Uh, I talk about this on like my first episode with my buddy. Um, you know, when we went in, there was no cell phone. Yeah. You know, in 2000, 2000, 2001, there were cell phones, but they were super expensive. Yeah. Um, and we had to use, uh, there was phone banks, you know, little cubicle, you go into a trailer. And you'd have prepaid phone cards. Prepaid phone cards. Yeah, it's the craziest thing, right? <laughs> I remember those days. Like, that's what I was using on the ship, too. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, now I'm sure there's got to be a way. I don't know. It, you, we it may be wrong. We may be right. But, you know, it, it may be, again, it's not easy yeah. to be deployed no, no, not at all. six to seven, even maybe even longer if there's a yeah. conflict or something like that. For sure. And you're away from your family and kids. Um, you get back. How many, you do your, how many deployments did you do? I just did the one. I, you know, uh, had some friends. I, I don't know if I, yeah, I mentioned in the previous answer, I had some guys, uh, buddies in my flight school class who did three and i just did the one so you just did the one yeah okay um just um, just the one how many years are you in and at this point after that deployment after that deployment i'd been in just over five you know i was a you know oh three you know you know what's a captain in the marine corps a lieutenant in the navy you know so uh just over five and then you know, at that point, you know, right at the two-year point of your time in, in a squadron, there are three-year tours. You're 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 kind of one of the the bigger cheeses in the squadron. You you because you, you're a lieutenant. You're a lieutenant. You 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 know the squadron's culture. You, you you've worked your way towards the top of like the the j- junior officer pecking order. Um, you're you're a mission commander. You're tactically sound. So you start getting comfortable. And um, for for us, like the, our I was on the Abraham Lincoln, and that that was a time where they needed to go because of that eleven month deployment in two thousand three, the height of the war. Like they had to do some serious uh, ship maintenance like right after that deployment in two thousand eight, and we were just our, our squadron was like grounded. We just didn't, and, and I think it was also uh, they were reallocating funds to uh, the wartime, you know, flight hours. Yeah. So we were, we were back and we weren't flying much and we were just like, you know, they took a piece of our hide in our deployment, but we were just having a, a, a merry old time in the West coast, you know? Yeah. 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 So you're just kind of like, at this point, you're probably just like sitting around. Yeah. Not, not uh, begging for flight hours. Like, you know, how do we, how, how do we keep our, our people flying? How do we keep proficient? But you know, they're just, wasn't the priority we had you know other sh- other strike groups out there yeah. you know doing doing the work and and we weren't it, it just wasn't where we were so it wasn't where you guys were yeah um so you're getting close to what's that you said five six years yep 
And you just kind of do your rest of your your time. So then there's a rotation to uh, you know a, a non-deployable shore tour, and that's how I wound up here in the Washington D.C. area. So uh, after um, I I was I got married right at the end of that tour, the sea tour. Um, you know, my wife at the time was from this area, so we moved back here. Um, I worked at the Naval Research Lab in Southwest D.C. Okay, um, a really really cool job. I was really blessed to have. Um, I got to kind of see the, the civilian side of the Navy and still be a, a naval officer. Um, got to still fly, but also you know do more things on, on the ground side and actually do some like business development, which is really rare when, when you're in uniform. Like you're not usually. What do you, what do you mean like business? Like for 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 my plane, the project that I managed at the Naval Research Lab was. Um, it was a the plane I flew in is a one of a kind. Um, it's a, a P three airframe, so basically a Boeing seven thirty seven. Uh, and this plane still exists. I'm pretty confident uh, with the E two dome on top. Yeah. So it's like it's like a freak plane. You know, it's not it's it's not supposed to exist, but it's like one of maybe uh, actually like C, CBP has a it's lot not, of them. It's not supposed to fly. Yeah. Flies. yeah exactly. <laughs> but I, I I might be mis- speaking a little bit out of turn because I know like a lot you know. Customs and Border Protection does have those planes to do like you know dr- counter drug surveillance and stuff uh, like that. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- and AMO and all that, yeah, yeah. Um, so those planes do exist, but in the Navy, this was a test plane that we would do like uh, support test events, whether it be like equipment tests, uh, uh, you know, like airborne sensors. We'd have like you know scientists who would we who could in, install sensors in a plane to test them yeah uh we would also support missile test events like since we could be airborne for so long and we could see so far away we'd keep the uh, landing zone for a, a falling missile doing a test clear of, of fishing boats so there was no international incidents yeah okay yeah so it was a it was pretty cool like yeah. i got to go to hawaii all the time for like three years um you know just because the the, the a lot of the test events are out in hawaii, uh, hawaii. and the, out in the middle of the water yeah so i i, I had a great deal that was pretty sounds like a pretty good game yeah, <laughs> it was a, yeah. When, when when your detachments and your travel is to hawaii four times a year so you, you got a good deal in the dc area you're oh three and you're you're uh in in the DC area, you know, I, I say this like, because once you're, I mean, it's headquarters. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. everything is headquarters. So there's usually a lot of high brass. Yeah. So are as a O three lieutenant, you're kind of back to being like, you know, totally. Yeah. But it, it would have been even more so if if I took like a Pentagon job, where you're totally not flying at that point, and yes, you are one of the very lowest people on the totem pole at the Pentagon when you're yeah. in O three. Three and you're like, yeah. man, back to you got, you got, you know, full birds making coffee there. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, that's so you finish out your time, finished out my time, yeah. And then it was at a point where you're like, I'm gonna go back, or you, you're like, what was that transition, or what was the thought process of should great. I stay in, or maybe like, it's t- I think it's time to. It's a great question. T- time to take off the flight suit and yeah, give it a, give it a rest. So uh, I had made up my mind uh, before I took the job in DC that this was gonna that was gonna be my last tour. I'd made up my mind, and it was a you know family decision at the time to to, yeah. to you know 
exactly what you were saying. Like, I didn't want to be the dad who was missing out on, on events. And I, 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 more power to, to my friends who, who did that. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, it's the, the people who, who, who can do that. And I know some friends that, that you know, that are yeah. in and they have family and kids. I mean, more power to them. It's tough. You know, when I had met my wife and we wanted to, you know, start to get married. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to put her through. Yeah. Through through all that. Exactly. You know, through all that. And then, you know, it was at the start of the war. Yeah. Know? So it was like, and, you know, I was, most of my job, you know, all Marines are infantrymen, basic infantrymen. Yeah. So they were taking them off vehicles. So I was like, I don't, you know, I don't want to yeah. I probably might not have made it. You know, <laughs> I don't blame you one bit. Man. Yeah. So right. I was like, no, I'm, 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 I'm out. I want to start, I don't want to put, you know, my wife through that. Yeah, but uh, so you get out, you know. How does what's what's that what's that process? So as as a commission, do you have to wait for a certain time, or do you just kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm just when your orders were up and you've served your commitment. So I'd, I'd gotten past my six years after I earned my wings. So it basically wound up being since it took me two and a half years to get through flight school, it, my minimum commitment was eight and a half. And I just was actually lucky enough to serve an extra year because my my the, the the job I was in needed to extend me just by circumstance. So otherwise, I would have been an eight and a half, but I got to nine and a half, and I had made that decision. Uh, and so it's one of those things where I took the great gig on my way out the door because I knew you know I was getting out if I if I had. If I had visions of staying in 20 and becoming a commanding officer in my yeah. squadron someday, I would have gone back to, to teach students, been an instructor at our, our flight school unit. Or okay. I would have gone to, like, a weapons school and, and taught the fleet how to do weapons and tactics for, you know. there Those are the jobs that get people promoted. I I took a good deal job. It's like, a, it's like, a, yeah. like you're getting into a billet. Yeah. Um, like, like for a buddy of mine who was enlisted, he became a first sergeant. Yeah. Um, the first art pass is more uh, like oh, what I, I think somebody can probably yell at me or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the comments at yeah at JC yeah in the comments. Um, but it's more uh, administrative. Yeah. You know the master art side is more towards your job. Yeah. Um, but he went that way. So in order to do that, he went and became a drill instructor. Yeah. And he went and did. He was at Annapolis for a little while as a, as a gotcha. instructor there as well. Until he made his way, you know, going to admin side. So is that what? If you would have stayed in, you would have went to be an instructor yep. or a weapons person. Y- you got to check the right boxes to be promotable and to have like the long term career. And and since I knew I was getting out, I didn't have to check the boxes. Yeah, you're so like, I, I'm I'm I took the good deal. Yeah. <laughs> you went and coasted. I, 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 <laughs> no shame i did it and uh and no that's that's good yeah. man i mean you know I got a master's while i was in that tour you know tried to tried to set myself up for the transition but the transition is just hard how was the transition from from commissioned i'm out you know hang, hang it up yeah. i'm uh, i'm out what's what's that like for yourself it was really tough um I think a lot of it was my own fault for not uh, preparing myself enough. Yeah. But, you know, for where I was in, in my career in the Navy, like making good money, you know, feeling really proud of the work I was doing. And then you, you go to this whole new paradigm 
this whole new world where uh, people at the same career level as you, you know, eight, nine, ten years in, you know, their their resumes are meant for the jobs that that you know are interesting. Like it's like starting over. Yeah. Uh, and, and it took me a long time to find a job that I thought was uh, up to my uh, up to what I was capable of providing to an organization. How was uh, I was unemployed seven months? Unemployed after. seven months. Yeah, <laughs> as as a uh, uh, you know have, having a my my then wife had a second baby. You know, and my son it was my you know it was it was just it was just crappy. <laughs> I can yeah. I can I can't imagine. Sorry if I I can't imagine. Yeah. Um did you so when you got out did you have like I mean do you as a commissioned officer I'm sure you got a an any enlisted personnel do you go through the VA or anything like that? I I probably should have done more there. I mean I I I, I went through the out processing pieces and, and I could go back and and you know get a a rating if if one is needed but I felt like pretty lucky i don't need a disability rating i'm pretty healthy so yeah you know i but i you know by just you know good fortune i landed well on my feet in time and i got a really cool job after that seven months and 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 stayed tied to a you know naval aviation by the job i did because it was was a you know a a program that supported nav air and darpa so i was like really cool did um you think about getting a rating Maybe I'm still thinking about it. I was actually having a conversation at at uh, at work the other day with some folks, veterans, who talked about, "Wow, why did you do that?" And I'm like, "Maybe I should." You know? Yeah, man. I'm still trying. I, I went. Uh, I'm trying to go now. To yeah. Get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. I'm wondering, like tinnitus for me. I'm. I think. 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not a hundred percent. But yeah. tinnitus is like I think at thirty percent, and uh, you know. I, should, I should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something. Just, uh, <laughs> I earned it. Yeah, we we all did. Um, so you 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 get your job. You know yeah. some of the other. Um, well, that's how you met me is, is is a dude in a suit when we were <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> met each other in my job supporting. Uh, you know, government agency. And I got to meet you, and so yeah, that's uh, how we met. But it was in it's my cool. building. <laughs> it's cool to to meet another veteran, and and you know, in the line of work I do, sometimes you don't you know see as many veterans, depending on what you're you know what you're supporting. And, and at the time, I didn't have many veterans in my oh. network. I was like, oh, JC's Jace, a Marine. You know, I, you know, it's cool that we and we we built up that. You know, I, yeah. I could come and shoot the breeze with you. you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I love that with, with, I mean, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Yeah. You know, I love to hear the stories that people have. You know, yeah. I had no idea how, no idea. I had, I went off of nothing off of my, <laughs> my outline. I love the questions, man. I went and followed my career all along. It was yeah, awesome. Like nothing off of the outline of what an officer does or goes through. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, you know. Uh, my old friend of mine, uh, my old neighbor, um, if he ever listened to this, you know, Fred, <laughs> Fred, uh, Fred Monday, um, you know, he's an officer in the job that I did, you know, yeah. I was a tracker. He's a tracker. Actually, you know, shout out to him. Uh, just got promoted lieutenant. I think lieutenant I saw Colonel. that yeah, on social yeah. media. That's cool, man. Congratulations, bud. But, um, you know, to, 
to see people and to meet people and to, yeah. to get that. Who doesn't, which, what veteran doesn't love to go back? And it's, it's an odd thing that we all remember yeah. how we remember it. Like it just sticks there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I remember this. I remember that, you know, that's the, you know, I remember being off duty or just hanging out. Yeah. Or, you, know, you go out with the with the with the fellas, and you just have a good time. That's the funny part is through the conversation we've had, walking back to the I don't want to join the Navy <laughs> to being here today, talking about you know how much fun it was, and and still yeah. even talking through like uh, the the ter- the terrification of the dunker. <laughs> I just made up a word, but it was just yeah, my my guy, like what a what a fun time though. Yeah, that was awesome. So- if you had to go back mm-hmm. and change something, good or bad, I, I don't know, not good or bad. If if you had to go back and do something a little different, what would you do? That's a great question. Let me think on that one for a minute. Dead dead space on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel like every everything I thought was going to be bad, like. Not being a pilot and being told I was a backseat guy, not getting the plane I wanted in first selection and getting the E2 community. Everything happened just perfect for me. So I feel pretty, pretty darn blessed about it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I can't think of one thing I'd want to change. Um, if you had to, um, what habit do you think you picked up, good or bad, that you might. <laughs> Yeah, as he as he as he takes, I feel like that's a, every person I ask. They're like Shit, naval man. aviation, and, and, you know, mo, mil, military in general. But yeah, you know, drinking. Yeah. You know, I feel like now that I think about it, maybe it's because the training that we go through. Yeah. No matter whether you're, uh, you know, pencil pusher. Yeah. You're a ground pounder. You're you you you're the flight in the flight line. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes through some kind of intense training. Yeah, we like to unwind. Okay. You have to. You have to unwind. And the one thing is when you're with, I'm, I'm sure, I didn't go to college. Yeah. But when you're all together with your boys, that you're at some point you may be going into the shit yeah. together. Absolutely. Um. You gotta unwind, and what uh, builds just, bonds? It, I mean, it builds bonds. Yeah. Um, I, you know, yeah. I guess drinking might be. Nah, but you know. No, but so yeah. good, good or bad. Yeah. Good. That may be good. Maybe something good. That may be bad. <laughs> Let me there, 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 There's good aspects and there's bad aspects yeah. of, of it. But, yeah. um, um, what? Uh, let's see. Where is? Like you mentioned, you have kids. Mm-hmm. Are do you think you would encourage them to join, or what, what, what? How would you feel if they wanted to join the service? I'd be proud, but I'm I'm not gonna. I, I'm thankful for my parents. They 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 knew what I needed better than I did at the time when they pushed me in. Like you know, hey, you need to do this, but yeah. yeah. It worked out great. They knew they knew what I needed. You didn't have a, a yeah. kind of direction at the yeah. time. You were like, I was just like, uh, you know, I'm just going to go to college and figure it out at some point. But you know, if I I couldn't imagine doing it another way than I did. But for me, like with my kids, um, that it, they said, "Hey, Dad, I, I think I'm about going to go join the like, that's Air awesome, Force, Navy, Marine that's Corps awesome, or something. yeah, proud of you, you know, yeah. 
without any hesitation but they're not going to be you know pushed in that direction by me but i tell you my 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 oldest has gotten really into naval aviation (laughs) since maverick came out (laughs) like i feel like that's like a big recruiter thing for for maverick oh it's humongous for for you know they're making it there's there's so many memes out there for (laughs) for for that that movie but yeah i mean look the way they made that movie what what do you you know that's not a question how do you what do you think of that movie? Did I you love see it? That movie, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Being a, a flight pers- person, in, in unashamed. The- I just love that movie. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so I, I think it was way better than the first one. Yeah, just just by worlds, worlds better. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Oh my god. Um, might be cheesy, might be unrealistic, but they did also capture a lot of the 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 Top Gun culture because you know my community. We had people go through Top Gun too, and our weapons school is is right next to Top Gun. I, you know, the, the 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 sad truth is that Top Gun is not in San Diego, as much as the movie wants to put it there. Top it's Gun's somewhere. in Fallon, Nevada, in the middle of the desert by Reno. Not sexy. Yeah. Not San Diego. <laughs> no, no beach volleyball. Yeah, no, yeah. If if it is, it's it's 105 degrees, and you probably have a bloody nose. <laughs> If you're wearing jeans and that, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty bad. I've been, I've been, not, I've been in, uh, in the desert out there, 29 Palms. and it's Oh, my God. I can only imagine. I don't know how people... It's probably are, even hotter. That's hotter than Fallon. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty hot out there. Um, yeah, so no, <laughs> no jeans outside. Yeah, no, no, no jeans and, and oil and dog tags, no. Uh, but... Uh, um, yeah. Our... So I think I asked you about the the VA, you know, would your kids join in? I think I'm the same way. I I've, I don't know, though. I think for myself, I may be, uh, I, I don't know, if they don't have any plans, yeah. they might be like, hey, you need to, you, you, you should probably look into this. As a dad, you'd know the right prompt or the right signs to say, you know, this kid will benefit from doing this like I like I did. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a probably how your parents like yeah. if you, if I see that it's uh you're probably not gonna go on the right path, you think yeah. you should probably go. Yeah. It'll it'll help you out in the long run. Yeah. Um I, I that's all the really questions that I have. Oh. I mean I, I'm sure we could keep going. <laughs> um and just talking about here, I'll I'll ask and you don't you don't Let's go. Give Let's give go. me give me a good uh, fun night. You know, if you can, and you don't, no names, no, no, and if one fun night, I mean, there, I'm sure there's been just a, a one that that sticks out to you, just hanging out, good times with with the fellas. Well, I'm um, trying to think about one of my our, our best port calls while we were because you know the port calls when you pull into into port on a navy ship, you get a few days to just blow off steam, yeah. just go crazy, yeah. Um, that's a good port story for the deployment. <laughs> uh, I never, I being never being in to, Thailand was crazy. I never got to to do that. You know, yeah. the whole port point of me joining the military was to you know go out and see the world. It's um, a bummer, man. And then I got stationed here at Quantico. <sighs> I never got to go to you know. A lot of my buddies said that you know tracks would go that they'd go on the Mew or something, and it'd be. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they'd go to Spain or they'd yeah. go to, I don't know, somebody went to, 
somewhere in the Mediterranean. That's awesome. And Thailand and Thailand. and um, yeah, so Thailand was just a, cr- a shit show of epic proportions for when when a carrier pulled in because you know they 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 loved the American military and and. Weird stuff happens in Thailand. <laughs> I'm not going further, but I didn't. Yeah, you know, just just being there and just seeing the the whole carrier strike group and airwing just go crazy. Just seeing, you know, ever it's 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 bananas. Um, but I also got to ride an elephant on that one. That was cool. I got to ride an elephant in Thailand. Wouldn't have ever done that if I was We're, a civilian. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, did you go out and ride an elephant? Yeah, in Thailand. Yeah, in Thailand. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't really have any other questions. No, it's um, good stuff. Do you have man. anything? You get a question for me? I I love I like talking and hearing the comparable like swim story. I didn't know like what the swim qual was for you guys. So it's it's, it's always good to just talk to your fellow veterans and, and hear these stories. You know. Yeah. This is, this, this is a great time for me. So thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, I love hearing the stories. Uh, thank you, um, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thank you. And, again, thanks. And thanks for being present and accounted for. Good stuff, Jason. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Late.